WWE Setting the Stage is a podcast for WWE fans where I recap events, break down storylines and angles, and make predictions about where those storylines and angles are headed. Whether you're just getting into wrestling or a WWE fanatic like me, this show is for you. I will see you ringside. How's it going, Illuminati? So I am here once again for another Afterthought episode for NXT 2.0. And believe it or not, Illuminati. This is episode number 50 for the podcast, if you are counting at home. Uh, Unbelievable, right? Crazy. It feels like time flies. It feels like, you know, it feels like I haven't done that many episodes. It's weird, but it's, yeah, it's episode 50. Uh, But before we get too far into this episode, I want to remind you that this episode is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you are a new or existing podcaster looking to grow your audience or get more engagement, you're going to want to check out poddex.com. Use code GBJones10, that's golf, Bravo Jones 10 for 10% off your order. Poddex are the hottest new tool for podcasters looking to have more meaningful conversations or gamify their podcast. Simply shuffle up, ask a question, and let the content roll. Get yours today at poddex.com and use code GBJones10, that's golf, Bravo Jones 10 for 10% off of your order. So also, if you have not done so, head over to the new podcast website, wwesettingthestage.com, your one-stop shop, if you will, for everything to do with the podcast. Like I said, that uh, website is fairly brand new, at least uh, some of the features are on it. I used to just have a general website just with all the episodes and everything on it, but now I'm starting to add some little things, a little, little additional things, so you know, fans and listeners can be more interactive, you know, leave me messages, leave me voicemails, leave me con- comments, leave me reviews, all kinds of things you want to do. Uh, feel free to navigate it, navigate around on it. Uh, I'll probably be talking about some of the features on future episodes and sort of going over a few things that you can do with the, uh, with the website. So like I said, check it out and stay tuned for future, uh, future feature updates uh, on some upcoming episodes. Okay, so this is my last Afterthought episode for NXT 2.0 before the WWE draft. If you believe the reports, a lot of NXT superstars, more than likely those that were mostly associated with uh, NXT 1.0, are going to be entered into the draft. So NXT 2.0 could look a lot different next week than it does this week. So we'll see how that, uh, how that pans out, but not to get too ahead of ourselves. Let's, uh, let's talk about this episode that just happened. Now I got to be honest. Uh, I didn't watch it live on Tuesday night, so I had to go back on Peacock and watch it, uh, again and pretty good. Cause I like it on Peacock. They only have the Peacock commercials and, uh, you can, you know, you don't have to really sit through a lot of commercials on it and everything. So kind of let you get through the action kind of quickly. And sometimes they don't even put commercials on it at all. So, uh, so it was a good, uh, a little bit faster. I could watch it. Not that I wanted to be it fast and watch it, but I just wanted to be like no commercial breaks hardly. So it was kind of, kind of good that way watching it on a replay. All right. So we open up with, um, with uh, Hit Row and Legato Del Fantasma coming out to the ring. Uh, it's a match between B-Fab 
and uh, Electra Lopez. Uh, it's a no DQ match. Uh, it was kind of in the spirit of extreme rules that just happened this past weekend. So they had a pretty good match. Uh, like I said, no, uh, the, the pinfall had to occur in the ring. But like I said, anything outside the ring they could do, everything was fair game. Uh, like I said, it was kind of like a women's hardcore match, to be quite honest. Um, and uh, like I said, uh, Electra Lopez ended up getting the win. Um, now, we have heard that Hit Row is one of the NXT factions or you know group of NXT superstars that's going to be called up to the main roster. So... Uh, which is kind of interesting because, you know, right now Isaiah Swerve Scott is the North American champion. So what does that mean for him? Uh, is he going to have to put the title up or is he going to be stripped of the title if he gets drafted? What's going to happen? Um, and also, to be honest with you, because of the storyline, you know, if if Hit Row ends up going to the main roster, what, is, what does that mean for Legata del Fantasma? Does that mean... Santos Escobar and his group are going to go to the main roster too, and they're going to continue their feud on the main roster. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. So, uh, Electra Lopez does get this win uh, in the hard, basically the hardcore match between the two women, and uh, we'll see what goes on. We'll see if this uh, rivalry continues in NXT or does it continue on into the main roster, or does it get scrapped completely because of the draft? So we'll see what happens. Um, so we, uh, we're getting constant updates from Dexter Loomis and Indy Hartwell's uh, honeymoon and how uh, Johnny Gargano and his wife uh, Candice LeRae are kind of on the honeymoon with them, kind of being their chaperone, so to speak. It's kind of funny. So we're getting certain updates. Um, but, uh, and, and it seems like they had an update, and basically I guess they didn't want him to be alone too much or anything. So... Uh, so Johnny Gargano got kind of desperate when they went in the uh, went in the ocean and disguised himself as a shark and everything. It was, it was just crazy. It's kind of entertaining, actually, to be honest. Good for good for a few laughs. Um, then we come back to the NXT. We come back to the Performance Center, and there's no laughing matter. This Joe Gacy character is back. Uh, he's back in the ring, uh, talking. Now we were afraid because of popular. Um, uh, between uh, with real life opinions shared on social media, we were afraid that this character might be uh, canceled due to it being a triggered or woke character. I guess is what they call it. Um, but it seems like they're going to keep going on with it. And you know, he even used those words. He used he used the word people were triggered or people were woke and people were offended and stuff. So I don't know if I like this character. It's kind of not, not because of what type of character it is or anything like that. Like I'm not offended by the character or anything, but I just, I don't know. It just, it's not entertaining to me. I don't know. It's not, it's not a, but I don't know. Maybe, you know, it's just getting started out. So I'm going to give it a chance. Maybe, uh, maybe he ends up being a, a monster heel with this character and, Maybe we'll see him in the ring do some good things. So I'm gonna give it some chance, but right now, at you know, at my first impression, uh, I don't know. It's not doing anything for me. So we'll see. Um. So then, uh. So then we move on. Uh, we got uh, Zion Quinn, which is the new Samoan uh, wrestler. He's in. He's in action against. Uh, Oni Lorkin, which I guess now Oni Lorkin and uh, and uh, 
what is his name? Uh, Birch. I get what was his name? Birch. I can't remember his first name, but anyway, I guess they're no longer a tag team anymore, which is kind of interesting. Because uh, I think I heard the announcer say that that now Oni Lorkin and Danny, I think it's Danny Birch. Oni Lorkin and Danny Birch were no longer a team anymore, and now Oni Lorkin was back to being a single star. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, Zion Quinn does end up getting the win. Um, my, you know, they showed some, they showed some uh, clips from Two Hundred Five Live. I, I'm wondering why does Two Hundred Five Live even exist anymore. That, that's just a question. And like I said, I might answer, I might ask that question again in this episode and you'll get kind of what my theme is as to why I'm asking this question. But it seems like, uh, Zion Quinn not only competed tonight on, uh, NXT or competed Tuesday night on NXT, but he also competed on 205 live. So I don't know. It, it's weird. So, but anyway, he got the win. Uh, next we get a, a vignette from Grayson Waller before his big match against uh, Roderick Strong for the Cruiserweight Championship. Uh, he kind of does look like a bigger version of Drake Maverick, if you really think about it. He kind of, you know, obviously talks with it, talks like him too, but that's probably because they're from the same country, I guess. I'm not sure. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, we'll we'll, uh, we'll see how he does in his match later on this episode. So then you get the uh, tag team champions, MSK, they come out to the ring, uh, Wesley and Nash Carter, for those of you that don't, or don't know their names individually. Um, and basically what I got out of this, uh, out of this promo, I guess that they were, uh, they're, they're looking to start over with new challengers. And, uh, so the, so basically what this, what this promo is doing is, is, is advertising, I guess, who's next on the docket to challenge MSK for the NXT tag team champions championships. So first you got, you got the grizzled young veterans that come out, which is James Drake and Zach Gibson. They took a lot, they talk a little bit of junk between the uh, two teams. And then you got Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams come out and Carmelo Hayes says, Hey, I can always use my contract to, to, uh, to get my my buddy and I tag team championship uh, belts or championship titles, uh, and then you have um, let's see, and then you have Josh Briggs and Brooke Jensen, a fairly new team, come out, and obviously, and actually, what ends up happening is uh, Briggs and Jensen end up brawling with uh, Hayes and Williams uh, outside the ring, and then all four teams start brawling. So. Basically, it looks like about four teams are going to be kind of involved in this uh, sort of round robin. And I believe what I saw later on in the show was that uh, to start things out, I guess it's going to be a eight-man tag with uh, MSK. And um, well, I'll get that to that right now because I don't have that in my notes right right now on the sheet. But it looks like an eight-man tag is being advertised for next week's NXT 2.0, which I'll talk about later. Um, so then we get a little uh, get a little promo from Raquel Gonzalez before her big match with uh, Frankie Monet for the women's title, uh, which obviously should have happened four weeks ago, but it got delayed until uh, this Tuesday night because I guess I guess this Tuesday night was all about the women. Uh, that was what was being advertised on television, which I guess it's kind of uh, living up to that name that episode because, like I said, in the things that we're going to get to here in a minute. I guess most of the show was dominated by the women's wrestlers. So that's, you know, that was pretty cool. I guess change of, you know, change of pace, I guess for a little bit. So, um, so, but in this backstage interview, uh, toxic attraction, which is, um, Mandy Rose's, uh, 
new little uh, uh, stable. Uh, they pass Raquel Gonzalez, and it looks like Mandy Rose might be Raquel Gonzalez's new challenger after Frankie Monet. Um, but first, they were on their way to the ring because uh, Toxic Attractions, Gina Dolan and J.C. Jane were going to take on Io Shirai and Zoe Sark for the Tag Team Championships, uh, NXT Women's Tag Team Championships. Uh, this was a pretty good match. This went back and forth for a long time. I mean, this is a really good tag team match between the women. Um, lots of uh, lots of stuff. Uh, Mandy Rose constantly was trying to get involved, trying to give his, her team the upper hand as the heel group, obviously. Uh, but Io Shirai and Zoe Stark proved to be too strong, and they end up winning. Um, uh, and that basically, I guess, was their shot at the tag team titles. Um Let's see. We get a vignette again from Braun Breaker, uh, which is obviously Rick Steiner's son and uh, Scott Steiner's nephew. He's talking about, uh, you know, and he sounds exactly like his, you know, he sounds exactly like his dad and his uncle. It's it's really funny. It sounds like he's, he he looks obviously like his dad and he sounds like his uncle when he talks. So it's kind of, it's kind of interesting. That's a interesting, uh, like, mixture of the two, uh, the two, uh, uh, former, uh, Steiner brothers. So, uh, but you know, he, um, you know, he's basically talking how he's going after Ciampa, Tommaso Ciampa for the title. And he's not a patient man. He's ready to, ready to, ready to fight for the title. So, uh, so it looks like we may see that match pretty soon. I'm not sure. Maybe, you know, Tommaso Ciampa's obviously been with NXT for a while. We're not sure what his status is going to be for the draft. Um, but like I said, that title shot could come sooner than later. Maybe, who knows, maybe Braun Breaker, uh, might actually be the new face of NXT being the champion to let Tommaso Ciampa move on to something else. We'll see. I don't know. Um, so the next match is Boa and Andre Chase. Now Andre Chase was the goofy guy I was talking about last week. That's kind of reminds me of Christopher Nowinski in the old uh, ruthless aggression era, and uh, and you know he dressed in the red sweater. You know he's got Chase University or whatever it is, or you know stuff like that. And he takes on Boa. Now I really haven't gotten into the Boa and Mei Yang. Um, uh, storyline. I mean, yeah, Boa's a Boa's an impressive athlete. May Young's a little scary looking, but I really haven't really been. I mean, I, I've I've been watching the matches, but I've been kind of, I don't know. I've, I'm I'm not sure where their story, you know, is going, or whether they're just attractions, or whether they've got a storyline going and stuff. But I know there's a thing about where, you know, Boa is scared to fail May uh, May Young and all this stuff. So, you know, and she obviously helps out in the match matches uh, much like she did on this occasion when she sprayed some smoke in Andre uh, Chase's face and ends up giving Boa the win. Uh, but it was a good match. I mean, Boa and Andre Chase seemed to have a pretty good match until that happened. And then Boa got the win. Uh, so then we get another update from, Indy Hartwell and Dexter Loomis. I mean, just really funny. So, uh, so basically Johnny Gargano kind of gets into their room, uh, by impersonating Dexter Loomis gets the, gets the maid to let him in the room. 
so he's going through all the stuff. He and he says, uh, I guess he wanted them to have protection so Indy wouldn't get pregnant for would with Dexter's uh, baby or whatever. So he finds so he finds what he thinks is a little thing of condoms, but he ends up pr- pulling it up and it's a whole whole freaking bunch of them. He's like, oh my gosh, whatever. He's like, okay. Well, then he actually hears him come back, and I guess Indy Hartwell actually thought that she left the door open, so they went in, and they had a pillow fight, but what they thought was, but Johnny Gargano was hiding in the closet, and he thought they were actually, you know, you know, doing, you know, consummating the marriage, and <laughs> so you could see him in there, he thought they were doing that, and he was like, oh my God, you know, oh my God, so then after that, you know, she says, all right, I'm tired, I want to take a nap, so they're laying there taking a nap. Johnny Gargano tries to sneak out. Dexter Loomis opens his eyes and just gives that big thumbs up and like holds those bunch of condoms up. And it was really, really, that was funny. That was a funny way to end it. So, uh, so that was pretty good. And Johnny Gargano obviously gives him the thumbs up back. So pretty entertaining segment in my opinion. Uh, and, and while we're on that subject, I mean, what's going to happen to the four of them? What's going to happen to Johnny Gargano? What's going to happen to, uh, Candice LeRae when she uh, obviously she's pregnant right now so she's out of action as far as wrestling um, Indy Hartwell not sure what's going to happen to her and even Dexter Loomis what, what is he going to be doing now so are they going to stay with NXT or are they going to go to the main roster we'll see alright so we come back and now we've got the NXT Cruiserweight Championship now here's my second iteration where I'm going to my second opportunity where I'm going to ask why in the heck do we still have 205 Live? Number one, when I've been looking at, I don't really watch 205 Live to be honest anymore because it's not the same as it used to be. Like it used to be just for the cruiserweights, but now anybody can wrestle on 205 Live. It's, it, it, it doesn't even you know fit its name anymore. So, and not only that, but is the cruiserweight title even defended on 205 Live? Is the cruiserweight title even made an appearance on 205 Live? I don't know. I haven't seen it on, it, it's being defended on NXT now. So I don't know. And, and I guess 205 has kind of become an, an NXT thing. So I'm not even sure why they still have it. Like I liked it when it was strictly for the cruiserweights and it was for the cruiserweight championship and everything. But I just think it's lost its luster as what it used to be. And to be honest with you, I think they need to really kind of just drop the show or maybe just change it, you know, change it to something else. Um, You know, they got, what they got main event for raw. Why don't they just make a new show for SmackDown, like a a B show for SmackDown or something. So I don't know. Um, let me know what you guys think. Do you think 205 is basically 205 live is kind of worthless at this point or, or does it just need to be rebranded or, you know, I I think it would, it could stand to be rebranded. Like if you don't want to totally get rid of the show, just rebrand it and make it something else. I don't know. Uh, so anyway, but they have the match between, uh, Grayson Walker uh, Waller, I'm sorry, Grayson Waller and Roderick Strong for the uh, NXT Championship. Believe it or not, I think the only type with with Roderick Strong being the cruiserweight champion, I think the only championship now that he has not held in NXT is the NXT Championship itself. Like, I think he's been North American champion, hasn't he? And he's been the tag team champions, obviously with Undisputed Era. And he's been uh, now the cruiserweight champion. Champion. So really, all he would need to complete the cycle is become NXT champion. So does that mean Roderick Strong is going to stay with NXT? Is he going to go to the main roster? Uh, what's going to happen? And to be honest with you, um, do you guys? Let me ask you this question: Do you guys like that 
the NXT that NXT has the Cruiserweight Championship, or do you think maybe that should be back up to the main roster? And maybe because Raw is three hours, they can maybe have a Cruiserweight section like they used to be, where it was just for the Cruiserweights wrestling. I don't know. I just I I haven't decided myself how I feel about that, but maybe I'll make a decision and decide. I I keep going back and forth, like. Sometimes I want to see it go back to Raw, but sometimes that rubs me the wrong way because, you know, the Cruiserweights used to be exclusively part of SmackDown and back in the day and everything. So, and then maybe, I, and then I don't really, I don't really despise that it's on NXT, but I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, I haven't decided. I haven't decided how I feel about that, but let me know how you guys feel about it. Let me know uh, in, on, uh, on the site, if you want to go there and leave me in my first comment, leave me a voicemail, do whatever. Let me know what you think about the things I've asked about tonight. Um, so basically what I thought was kind of interesting was, um, as I was watching it, I don't think, I don't think anybody interfered on Roderick Strong's, uh, behalf from his team diamond mind. I don't think anybody interfered from what I, from what I remember watching, I don't, which I thought was kind of strange. Now, the one thing that I did see was when uh, Grayson Waller hit this amazing move when he got a running start, jumped back in the ring, did a flip, and then did a stunner all in the same move on Roderick Strong. That was pretty impressive. That was right before Roderick Strong got the victory. But uh, even though Grayson Waller was uh, was the loser, he uh, he definitely had some impressive moves in there. But like I said, Roderick Strong uh, retains the championship. So... We'll see what goes on with that. All right, so next up, um, so L.A. Knight uh, is backstage now uh, being interviewed, and I'm wondering what's going to go on with him. Like, is he going to go to the main roster? Uh, Right now, um, you know, he's asked for a match with Odyssey Jones, which was the runner-up for the breakout tournament, the guy that lost to uh, Carmella Hayes. Carmelo Hayes and uh he um he they are scheduled for a match next week but like I said LA Knight has been mentioned in much like Hit Row has been mentioned uh LA Knight's been mentioned as possibly a superstar that might be going to the main roster so we'll see if that match even happens next week because like I said LA Knight could end up on SmackDown or Raw so it might be called off um but we'll see uh We'll see what happens there. Okay, so then they now I might have missed this uh, this particular superstar making her debut, but they have a superstar now called Lash Legend, um, and she's debuting a new talk show next on NXT. And it reminds me of kind of the Wendy Williams show. I guess if you've ever seen that. Now I don't watch I I, I don't watch Wendy Williams on a uh, on a regular basis, but obviously I've seen the show. I've seen it. Uh, I've, you know, had it on a couple of times and I'm not gonna lie. A couple of times I've watched it cause I thought it was interesting, but this is exactly what this, uh, show felt like. It felt like a Wendy Williams kind of parody of the show. So, um, so I guess it was kind of funny, but you know, I, I don't know. It was, it was kind of silly at the same time too. So it was, uh, eh, it was okay. It was kind of entertaining. Um, we get a vignette from Dante Chen next, who uh, who had defeated Trevor uh, Trey Baxter last uh, week. Um, he's fr- the new Singapore uh, superstar, and uh, basically just you know, I guess further introducing him to the NXT audience. Um, 
And then they have another, speaking of Trey Baxter, they have another backstage with Trey Baxter and Cora Jade. And now people are starting to, I guess some, I guess it was been mentioned by Wade Barrett that, you know, these two are getting together in a relationship to sort of get TV time on NXT, which is kind of funny and everything. And, and I think Cora J- James said she's like 20 years old. So she's like the youngest uh, member of the NXT roster currently. So that's interesting. So, uh, and I think she has her first match next week. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Um, so the next match is between Ridge Holland and Kyle O'Reilly, uh, with of course Kyle, uh, Rich Holland being accompanied by Pete Dunne. Now, of course, Rich Ridge Holland is uh, is the guy that kind of attacked Kyle O'Reilly and knocked him out of the Fatal Four Way match that, of course, kicked off NXT 2.0 a couple weeks ago for the NXT title. And, of course, he was replaced um, by, uh, uh, he was replaced by, what's his name? Uh, Von Wagner. He was replaced by Von Wagner in the, epi- in the, uh, in the match. Um, so, Kyler Riley and Ridge Holland uh, have a match tonight, and they're fighting and everything. And, and pretty good, pretty good match all the way through. Um, I personally thought, you know, Kyler Riley was overmatched, but, you know, Kyler Riley has been a, season veteran lately you know Ridge Holland is fairly new to the roster uh, but Kyle O'Reilly uh, picked his spot you know Ridge Holland or Pete Dunn tried to get involved um, Ridge Holland tried to sneak up on a uh, sneak up uh, behind Kyle O'Reilly while he was distracted by Pete Dunn but he moved out of the way um, Pete Dunn got hit by Ridge Holland and Kyle O'Reilly ra- uh, rolled him up and won the match and uh, so Kyler Riley got the official victory, but he didn't look like a victor after the match because Ridge Holland and Pete Dunn attacked him and started double teaming. And then, believe it or not, the guy that replaced Kyler Riley in the match, uh, in the four to four way match, Von Wagner, comes down and helps make the save. So then it's two on two and they brawl for a little while. Um, out of the four superstars, I obviously see Von Wagner staying on NXT, but. Um, what's going to happen to Kyle O'Reilly? What's going to happen to Pete Dunne? What's going to happen to Ridge Holland? Um, and there's a few things that could happen. Kyle O'Reilly could go to the main roster. Pete Dunne and Ridge Holland could go to the main roster too, but also Pete Dunne and Ridge Holland could also go back to NXT UK as well. So, you know, since they're both, uh, they're both from, uh, the UK. So we'll see, we'll see what happens there. Like I said, the, the draft is really causing a lot of what ifs. So we're going to see what happens there. Um, so then we get another vignette from uh, from the new superstar, Tony D'Angelo, which seems to sort of be a, like a mafia-top character. And it looks like he's going to make his debut next week on NXT 2.0. So we'll see what goes on there. Um, and, of course, the main event's now happening. Uh, Frankie Monet and Ra- Raquel Gonzalez. Uh, Frankie Monet... Uh, trying to defeat Raquel Gonzalez for the NXT Women's Championship. This match went pretty well. Um, pretty good spots. It was a fairly, to be honest with you, it was a fairly short match from what I uh, from what I remember watching it uh, earlier today. Um, wasn't that long of a match. It was pretty. I mean, to delay it for four weeks and then have it kind of the end it the way it did, it was it was kind of interesting. But anyway. Um, you know, of course, Robert Stone and Jesse Kamea accompanied Frankie Monet to the ring, um, but they didn't really get involved a whole lot. Um, they uh, they basically 
were just at ringside and stuff and kind of stayed out of the match. Um, but, uh, like I say, it was a pretty, I'll, I'll say this, it was a pretty even match to be quite honest, uh, pretty evenly matched. Uh, and you know, Frank, uh, Raquel Gonzalez ends up getting the victory. And as Frankie Monet and Robert Stone and, uh, Kamea are leaving the, uh, Jesse Kamea are leaving the arena, out comes Toxic Attraction again, and um, they basically are starting to leave, you know, Frankie Monet and her stable are starting to leave, and then Toxic Attraction tacks them from, from behind and just lays them out, and then all three of them, of course, triple team Raquel Gonzalez in the ring, and Raquel, Raquel Gonzalez puts up a pretty good fight uh, for being at three on one, uh, but in the end, the numbers just catch up to her. And basically, they leave her lying in the middle of the ring. Uh, Mandy Rose further, you know, uh, leaves it to our imagination that she's going to be the next challenger for the title as she holds the title up. And basically, that's how NXT ends with her and uh, uh, her two uh, her two protégés uh, standing over Raquel Gonzalez with her holding the title. So we'll see what's going to happen there. Um, uh, like I said, and with even those... Was it Raquel Gonzalez? All those super and those six superstars I just mentioned from Toxic Attraction and Frankie Monet's stable. What's going to happen to them in the draft? You know, are they going to be called up to the main roster? Any of them? I, I I try to stay away from maybe champions being called up, but uh, we have seen in the past where champions have been called up from other to other brands and had to drop their championships. So I don't leave it out of the realm of possibility, but we'll see. Um, but anyway, like I said. That's the way NXT 2.0 ends. So, like I said, a lot of possibilities for the draft for NXT to be a, get a complete makeover and get a complete overhaul uh, for next week. So, like I said, when we come back in next week and talk about NXT, might have a whole different uh, layout as far as I'm concerned. So, anyway, that's it for this episode. And believe it or not, like I said, it was episode number 50. So, uh, anyway... Uh, so I guess the next episode we'll be joining you for is, uh, next two will probably be the two, uh, draft episodes. It'll be SmackDown, uh, on Friday and of course Raw on Monday for draft, uh, draft day one and draft day two. So anyway, uh, I will talk to you guys later. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, tag in and leave me a review or share the show with someone who you think would love it. I'll see you at ringside for the next episode.